This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We talk about a friend zone situation, submarining, and adding a girl's snap off of a dating app. Check it out and enjoy. Train Jared Freed coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, San York Lazar, every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every week. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of this podcaster's heart. I want to tell you, totes preach. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Um, I I just got back from Boston. Uh, comics come home. I'm just going to get right into it. What an experience. If you live in Boston area and you don't go to this show every year, make it a part of your year. Uh, it is a show. It's an event. It's an amazing thing. The money goes towards a great cause, the Cam Neely Foundation. Um, I got so many. I did this show. 10,000 people. And it, um, I mentioned it last episode because Tuesday we taped before I left. Uh, so I'm taping, this is the first time we've taped since I came home and, or back to New York. And this show, um, unbelievable. Dennis Leary fucking killed. Um, and then, you know, the, the lineup, everyone did so good. And it's just, it ended with I mean, I'll get, I guess I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit length. I know you guys come here for the emails and stuff, but I, let me give a, a, a short overview of the night. Um, basically, went to Boston. They have this show every year, raises money for the Cam Neely Foundation, which goes to can, uh, people with cancer. They're trying to cure cancer, which is, uh, that is a great cause, and I'm, I'm so happy I could be a part of it. Cam Neely, right away, the nicest guy in the world. Big fucking dude. Uh, loves comedy. Came right up to me. I, so I, I, I'll i go from the beginning. because I want to do like just a brief overview of this event because it was so cool. It was so cool. At the Boston Garden. So I my whole life I've been going to the Boston Garden to go watch the Celtics and, and you know, with family and friends. And it's just an amazing thing. For me, that's my Madison Square Garden. So I go to Boston and we did radio with Nick and Maddie on WAAF. And they're awesome guys. And if you were in the area, listen to their show because it's funny. And they're not. There's no ego with those guys. You go on, they want you to be hilarious. They they pump you up. I you know, there's some people who pump up your tires and they do that for me. They, you know, they they're laughing even when I maybe I'm not that funny, but it encourages more funny. Um went on the radio with them and Bobby Bobby Kelly came on too and Bobby is like Bobby's just so good. Like I went on the radio first and the first hour was fun. And then Bobby comes on, he's just like boom, boom, boom. So funny, killing um, we do that show, and then that night I went and did a, a warm-up show. So I went and did uh, this show. I want to thank Sam Ike, very funny comic in Boston. You know, he runs a bunch of these shows that are in bars, and this is where you go to do open mics and small shows that, you know, that's not the Boston Garden, you know? so But you want to go somewhere to say the words. I wanted to see what worked and what felt good and the order. So I went to uh, this bar in Faneuil Hall, um, and you guys, if you're, you know, these are the free shows when you're in your twenties and you're looking for something to do that's different than just blacking out, like go to this bar and it was called, what was it fucking called? Um, 
Go follow Sam Ike. He's a great guy and super funny. And he runs a show that's like in a basement in Faneuil Hall. So I went there and it's like, it's it couldn't be the more opposite of the Boston Garden. It was four, It was 20 people and four women sitting in the front. And they looked like, you know, they were they were like, they looked like, um, you know, the Crayola pack. You know, just every ethnicity. It was the four colors of the human rainbow. And I'm just like, the minute I touched the mic, they looked at me like they were never been more disappointed in their entire lives. They just look at me, they're rolling their eyes, and then, and they have their purses on their laps, jackets on. You know, you couldn't be more visually not accepting of, of ready to laugh. And I, you know, I went up and I tried doing the set and I just looked at them and, and I, I kind of looked at them and they, I, you could just feel them looking at me going, you're the problem right now. Like they had that look on their face and I, I do my jokes and I look and I was like, I know this is tough. White guy with a microphone and an opinion. This is the worst thing that could ever happen. And that kind of like, they would laugh with their mouth closed. Like you could tell they wanted to have fun, but they're like, there's no fun in 2017. And so I understood the situation I was in and this wasn't going to be like going up in front of 10,000 people. So I did the set. It went okay. It was fine. I went longer just to see how other jokes felt. Um, I left out one joke that I ended up doing in the set at the garden and then do that show, go out for drinks with some of the uh, people working on the show and some of the comics. And then uh, that night we go to the bar and the hotel and we're hanging out there and this this older woman like over here, she looked like Jane Goodall a little bit. And she comes over and there's a video on my Instagram at Jared Freed of her just massaging me. And this like older, funny, kooky woman just like, and and you're just like, oh, this is cool. Like you know, we're on vacation. It's a comedy vacation because you know you're coming up on a huge show. Saturday, wake up, I couldn't really do much. I went out and got food with my dad. And uh, we, you know, he's more nervous than I am. You know, he's, because you come home for a show and especially if uh, if anyone has ever done comedy, people want to know, what the fuck do you do? How are you funny? So there's a lot of people that are coming to the show, you know, saying, well, hopefully he doesn't suck because they don't know. They don't know what I do. I do this every night. This isn't my one night of doing stand-up of my life. This is every night for me, multiple times a night. So um, leading up to the show, you could tell that my dad was getting calls from people being like, yeah, we're excited. We'll see. You know, very Jewy. Eh, we'll see if he can do it. You know, like very that that attitude was coming in. So, you know, I couldn't really eat that day. We go to the show. Uh, cars pick us up. You know, now Lenny Clark is there, who's a Boston legend. And Lenny Clark, if you don't know him, go look him up um, because he's a legend. And he comes right up to me, the nicest fucking guy in the entire world. Like, start just starts giving me advice. Oh, you're gonna play to the top. You gotta do. You know, starts going into it. And then Bobby Kelly's there. He's giving me shit. He's telling me that the guy in front of me, who's going before me, is is a murderer. He kills. Doesn't he? He goes. Oh, I saw him last night. He was so good. You know, he's trying to you know fuck with me. And uh, this guy Justin McKinney, who's from New Hampshire, and that guy couldn't have been nicer. And he. Go, you know, he was going to be going first, which is a tough spot on any show, no matter even if it's ten thousand people. Um, so then we get get in the cars, and I'm sitting with Bobby, and like Lenny Clark is, you know, keeps popping in and out and giving advice and being so funny at all times. And I'm like, the, I look like I'm, you know, the intern. I look like an idiot. Like I'm not even saying I can't even speak. And then Jeff Ross shows up, and Jeff is there, and he's funny and you know, cracking jokes on everybody. And he saw me at Caroline's a couple weeks ago, bomb. So he's like, oh, don't repeat the Caroline's thing. You know, now he's giving me shit. Um, and then we go, We, you know, you start walking through the hallways and it's the Boston Garden. You, you know, you're, you're going through the same hallways as, you know, all these, you know, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, like, you know, this is not the old Boston Garden, but it's the, you know, the new TD Garden. But it's, you know, there's... you. You're in the bowels, you know, and we start walking through. The, the crew is there. You got your name on TV screens. I put this all on my Instagram story, too, because I, I didn't know whether to tape or not. And then Jimmy Fallon shows up. And now Jimmy Fallon, like, that is a guy who's recognized in all, all over the, the, the globe. And you forget about this because he's just like, hey, what's up? And you're like, Hi. And he starts talking to me. How'd you end up here? What's going on? 
you know, we start going back and forth. He tells me this story, uh, some hilarious story about how, you know, when he went to Montreal, he, he was told he was going to get this, you know, oh, everyone's going to come talk to you. Then he did a set. No one came talk to him. Then he did another set and all of a sudden he signed and now he's Jimmy Fallon. And it's like he's telling me these great stories and I, I don't even know how to react. And so then the the show starts. Dennis Leary goes out, kills like 15 minutes. He's talking about all the... All the stuff that you know people are afraid to talk about, Dennis is talking about. Weinstein, Lear, uh, Louis, he's talking about all the and you're, and it's ten and it's killing. It's it's going great. And then he brings up Justin. Justin is so tight and good, and like some people are just always funny. He he killed. And then I went up, and uh, he brings me up with his great intro. He goes, uh, Dennis talks about how he's never even thought of Needham, Massachusetts, ever in his life. Cause that's where I'm from, and he he's like, I this is the first fucking need him. He's going on about need him. And he goes, well, this guy. And he says nice things, brings me up, and the set was great. So much fun, um, and I got so many tweets and Snapchats and Instagram DMs from people that had a great time at the show because it was a great top to bottom show. Because then little rel little rel uh, went on from get out. He fucking he first thing he's like, look at all these white people. Looks like get out too. Fucking great. And then uh, Mo Ammer. Mo is a friend. He's been on the podcast before. Mo absolutely crushed. And Mo, you know, Mo does bits about, you know, he's, you know, in Boston, the, Boston, there's a race issue that no one talks about. Um, and look at when Che called them, uh, called it a racist city. People went crazy because there is a race issue, but it's very not spoken about in Boston. It's like, you know, the it's just, we're just separated there. That's just how it is. Um, and people only get offended, you know, if someone's chubby, they hate to be called fat. So, so it's not a racist city, but they're a chubby racist city, you know, like there's, but every city has this problem. So, so Mo's going up talking about being, you know, from Kuwait and, you know, he tells a Trump story, kills, great, great set. And then Jeff Ross brought up people on stage and started speed roasting, killing. And then Lenny Clark, he goes up. Great. He's talking about having a billionaire friend. And then Bobby Kelly murdered. Like, if you guys go follow Bobby and go w listen to his podcast, you know what, dude. He's so funny and such a pro. And he killed so hard. Like, people, like, you could feel the movement in the room. And then Larry comes back up and he, uh, or then he, and he brings up Fallon. Place goes wild. And then Fallon's so funny. And then he did, they did a lip sync battle. And at the end of the lip sync battle, uh, they played, they're like, let's do one more song. And they play one more song and then walk this way. And as they're playing it, John Mayer shows up on stage. So then they bring up all the comics who have been on. They're like, get back up here. So we go on stage. I don't know what to fucking do. So they had these t-shirts out there. So I just start throwing the t-shirts out to the crowd. And then I look over and uh, John Mayer just jam it. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And I took some videos and stuff, and uh, I shook Mayor's hand. I was just like, I'll shake his hand. Well, you know why, why not? And then um, that was it. That was the show. Uh, it was just uh, such an unbelievable event. So if you came or saw or sent well wishes, I really appreciate it. And uh, that brings us to today's episode. I'm very excited about today's guest. He popped in during the hello because I, I was trying to say while I was doing the hello, make sure you speak close to the mic. This is some behind-the-scenes stuff because someone complained that Ari Shafir didn't – his sound was off, but it might be because he was far from the mic. So you got to really get up in there. And, and we're calling this Friends Week because earlier this week I had Keith Benjamin on from uh, Uptown Social. Uh, if you didn't follow his account, go follow it. That bar is going to be great because they do a great job. And now a good buddy, Kyle Bergman. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. This is a different episode. I mean, you – so – you guys don't know Kyle, but you do know his work. He is the the founder, the creator, the owner of the greatfantastic.co. And the great fantastic, if you've been on my Instagram, is if you want to explain it to the listener, what how would you explain the great fantastic? Sweatpant overalls. There it is. Sweatpant overalls. Okay. This is fat Sunday attire. And I know Kyle through my brother. Uh, you guys played lacrosse together in Israel. Correct. And, you know, 
brought the Israel lacrosse team from, from nothing to something. From, it, yeah, from, from non-existence to a bunch of American-born Jews yeah. playing in the desert. Playing in the desert, partying, having the best time ever. Exactly. And bringing the sport of lacrosse to Israel. Yes, yes. What exactly. was that like? Unbelievable. Uh, What's the best part about living in Israel? If you don't know, Israel, you know, it's known in the news for, you know, some controversies here and there and religious shit. But Tel Aviv is the best city in the world. Unbelievable. Like, there's nothing like Tel Aviv. It is Miami. It's a Euro Miami to me. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's right on the Mediterranean. You can go out. You can surf. The beaches yeah. are unbelievable. The women. Hoo-wee. My God. They won't talk to you, though. And, and I'm not just saying you. Just anyone. If you don't. The funny thing about Israeli women is they're not into, like, the jacked good looking dude what do they like but they don't want the bad money they they want (laughs) they want like a like kind of like a skinny lanky israeli i i know that look like soccer jersey wearing exactly guy who you know just smokes he looks like he's been smoking cigarettes since he's been out of the womb yeah yeah i it's so interesting when you go abroad and there's a change up like people abroad think american women are just like wild like they don't they like, and we're here. We're like, no, this is, this is what we're used to. Then you go to Italy. I was, I did a semester abroad in Italy. Those women will not speak, don't even make eye contact with you. They are so, they have a standard of like, if we're gonna talk, we're we're fucking dating. You know, there's no, there's no like, hey, what's up, baby? Like, it's just not that way. And you have to get used to that. That's why when people write in here, they're like, I'm going abroad. We want to get with some euros. I'm like, good fucking luck, buddy. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Unless she's a unless she's a working woman. It's pretty tough out there. What do you so the great fantastic.co, you can find it on Instagram. Correct. Okay. I'm gonna post about it. Today is Black Friday. So it today is. is the day where you get the deals. Yes. Papa JT is gonna give you a deal for some sweatpant overall. And I would say to any woman that listens that has a boyfriend, this is a great gift. For any guy that just wants to fucking chill out. Great gift to yourself. And they have female. Correct. Men and women. Yep. So you want, what? how cute is that? You and your girl matching sweatpants overalls on Sunday. You guys rub against each other. And those for the day. It's also kind of hot. A woman's side boob out of a sweatpants overall. I mean, what's better than that? I mean, we, we encourage side boob. We, we, no shirts. And no shirts, really. Kyle's going to post your pictures on their Instagram account. We want to people send in pictures of couples having, you know, in their swoveralls. Absolutely. UGC, user-generated content. So, Need great, it. fantastic.co. Go follow them on Instagram. Go go support, even if you don't buy them. But also, if you want to get them, go to greatfantastic.co on Instagram. And here's the code. JTRAIN15. JTRAIN15 will get you some bucks in your pocket. So, JTRAIN15 on greatfantastic.co greatfantastic.co jtrain15 are you ready for some emails let's do it jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with my good friend kyle bergman the great fantastic i mean listen we had amy schumer wearing them unbelievable that was crazy right jeff's got a pair jeff ross, jeff ross. yeah i forgot he has a pair yeah, so I, for the for the listeners out there, Jared was kind enough to let me tag along to... We went to the Comedy Cellar Brunch. And, and the it, Comedy Cellar Brunch is great. If you're a New York... If you're in the city on a Sunday or if you live here, the cellar's tough to get tickets into. Like, it's tough to get into. The Cellar Brunch is kind of like, you know, it's one of those side doors in and people are more chilled out. You can get a ticket a little bit easier um, and it's like a good day hang. And uh, I, yeah, I, I was. I wanted to take some pictures of Jared wearing the gray, mm-hmm. and I brought a couple other pairs. I was like, I don't know. I, I know that at the comedy cell, you never know on any given day who's gonna who's pop gonna in. show up. And I said to you, I go, we're just gonna go take some pictures. You know, you were gonna leave after ten minutes. Yeah. And yeah. then we're sitting there at the table. They got a huge brunch spread out, and I go down to host, and I'm hosting. You know, doing bringing the bag of haws to 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 Laughville. And then I come back upstairs, and who's sitting there? Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, the biggest comic alive. And 
at some point, I go back down to host again, and I come back up. She's wearing the sweatpant overalls. Her and Lynn Coplitz. Lynn yep. Coplitz, who has a Netflix special right now. It was crazy. Unbelievable. So, I mean, it's very cool. So, greatfantastic.co. Add Snap off of dating apps. You're in a relationship? I am. How long have you guys been together? About a year and a half. Okay, how'd you meet? We met at a... So, she's a Gentile. She's not a Jew, but we okay. met at an <gasps> Israel lacrosse event. Really? Yeah. What was she doing there? Uh, Getting so, her fetish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting that that Once uncircumcised. I, yeah, well, no, her uh, one of the, a donor for the program is a doctor, gyne- mm-hmm. gynecologist. Okay. Um, and one of his nurses, he invited her. His nurse, but didn't want to go alone, so brought she brought friend. her friend. Her friend is my now girlfriend. Now, so you're in. You guys have been dating, and we, and explain your history. You have a your career path. I think is going to be interesting to the listeners here. You you've worked in like women's fashion. Yeah. How do you get into women's fat? Well, well, explain. What did you, after college, you graduate college. Where'd you go? Bloomingdale's. Uh, so I, when I was a senior, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go into finance like a lot of my buddies. I didn't want to coach lacrosse. Sure. Uh, Bloomingdale's has an executive training program that I applied to. Okay. I believe I got in because I wasn't a great student. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I believe I got in because they're like. We need diversity. Diversity at a place like Bloomingdale's is a straight white dude. Dude, that's cr- that's hilarious. Yeah. And also, that's like the classic zig when you zag move. Like everyone's zagging, finance, doctor, lawyer. You're like, I- I- maybe I'll just I'll go this route. Yeah. And you and this was your idea. You were like, how do I differentiate? Yeah, pretty much. And I so I got in, and I I mean, it it was it was incredible to to kind of grow up there, learn how to behave in meetings and and how mm. to like speak to numbers and and all that bs that comes with working in a big place like that sure uh but yeah i worked i worked in in luggage women's fragrances costume jewelry at bloomingdale's and now i'm at birchbox okay um which is a a beauty subscription service and retailer this must have been great for talking to chicks unbelievable so you'd go up to girls in the bar and you'd be like i smell estee lauder on you I, I had, I think I still have a couple. It, it was a business card that said my name on it. Senior assistant buyer at Bloomingdale's Women's Fragrances. No fucking. Yeah. And so you hand that to a chick and she's like, what is going on here? Yes. And then she'd, she'd, she'd show me her wrist. What am I wearing? <laughs> really? And I, and I could never guess. Never? I, no. Never got it right. That's so funny. So then yeah. now you're at Birchbox. Yep. And that's how you, you know, you're around fashion. So you're like, how can I help the straight white dude? <laughs> on the road to Sunday weirds. And this is for any race, but I'm saying this the, the sweatpants overalls, if you look at them, it just looks like it's out of Animal House. Exactly. And exactly. this is the, the best way to like live on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it. my own s- sense of style, like, I, like yeah, I went to Bloomingdale's, I work at Birchbox, but I don't, I don't dress like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm kind of like a, a combination of Adam Sandler and, like, I think Luke Wilson's character in the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Like kind of like a, I, like I a mess. I mean, I'm wearing the sweatpants overalls right now. I have a, a crew sweatshirt underneath w- it. With sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm You're just, full sweatsuit. I'm, I'm full sweat. Yeah. Have you a, look cuddly. I, I, and you know you know that, that special feel that things get when you haven't washed them in like a week? Of course. I, I haven't washed myself in a week. You look <laughs> great though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Add Snap off of dating apps. J-Train, I recently became single after moving to Chicago. Downloaded Tinder and Bumble. As I swiped through and read some of the girls' bios, some of them say, add me on Snap. I always thought it was weird because it's just an invitation for unsolicited comments, etc. As a talking point for you and the guests, what are your opinions on this? I believe I heard, uh, heard, going, I believe I heard going up to girls and falling from, from you to get better. Going up to girls and failing from you to get better at approaching girls. That's what I do. But anyways, <laughs> keep up the great work, and I'm definitely subscribing to Patreon to support you, Haas. Sincerely, a J-Train passenger to Haville. What do you think? I'm old school. I mean, when it comes to, to courting, I'm not saying that I didn't use the app. Sure. I'm not saying that my, my jersey may or may not be in the, the Tinder rafters Yeah, somewhere. you're a Hall of Famer, I'm yeah. sure. Just like I saw, my mom told me the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, but that being said, like I don't want to. 
there, there's something to be said about there being less communication during the courting process. Le- less is somewhat more at some point. Exactly. I, I think when it says add me on Snap, I always take all those Instagram Snap as, as it's interesting to me because girls will put their Instagram handle, they'll put their Snap handle, and they'll be like, add me or you can find me here. To me, when someone puts that in their bio, that's them saying, here's where you get to investigate me. I don't want to be on a date with someone that doesn't want to be on a date with me, is what I think of when I see that. So it's like, as far as the Instagram is concerned. So like sometimes it's weird to me when girls put their Instagram profile and then they're locked up. And it's like, why why even put that? You want me to now add you? The, you know. So I think a lot of that is, and I also do think that it's because it's a lot of girls are putting that in their profile because it's for the mat, the people they match with. They're thinking, you're swiping, you're swiping all day. Okay, what will get you to stop on my profile? Oh, there's a Snapchat here. And the only way they're going to stop on it is after you've matched because you're going so fast usually. So I don't think you add someone you haven't matched with. I think you have to give that respect. Even And you'll go, oh, well, why would she put it if she doesn't want Yeah, well, why would she be on the app if she doesn't want to be with you? Why would she not match with you? You know, you would have matched. And a lot of guys were dealing with egos. If I swipe a girl right and I don't get a match, I think she hasn't seen me yet. But guess what, buddy? She saw you. She said no. Goodbye. Find a different chick. So I think when it says add me on Snap, I, I don't get into that game. I investigate, but I'm only watching through the window. Like, I'm not getting in the house. Yeah. So I think for this guy, I think when so, I think you want less is more. I think it starts with communication on the app. Then it's communication in person. Then that other social media stuff will come. But it can be too much too soon. I think when they put it there, it's just for them to say, here's a little more for you to see. It, it's, uh, it's acquisition marketing. That's what it is, you know? Like, I mean, it's not Explain to, that. Not to generalize a lot of women that are doing that, but they, they probably work in digital ad sales. Okay. <laughs> and they're learning in their day job, you know, to get more exposure, you have to, you know, to your point, I think it's a great point, give the customer more information before they invest. Yes. And so in that sense, I think it, it's it's clever of girls to do that. However, it, it's a great litmus test as well. So for this guy, and to analogize it to facial hair for some dudes like i i rock a mustache yeah and, and when i was single i loved rocking a mustache because girls either hated it or they were into it and the girls that are into it are my kind of girls interesting because they peacocking a little bit exactly yeah and it's all but that's what you're saying you're saying this is my store shop yep. you want to come in great yeah but if you don't keep on walking that's what you're saying with the mustache exactly i think also a lot of girls do this to like and I talked about this a couple weeks ago where, not on the podcast, but I think a lot of, right now, being creepy on Instagram is like a known thing. It's out there. DMs DMs are happening like crazy now. Girls are doing it now. It's not the secrets app. Um, and I think a lot of people, what they're doing is they're putting their social media handles to say, all right, how much can I trust you? This is a small way where I never have to meet with you to know if you're a creepy fucking asshole or not. So if you get the Instagram handle and you come out real strong, thank God she didn't go on a date with you. This is her. They're putting the cheese out for you to get caught in the trap. That's what I would do. If I was a chick, put it there. At least I know. I can block you. Way easier over the app than I can in person. But if I'm a dude and I see that shit, the minute you follow, that's you following her home without her saying hi to you. You know, you just got to, you know, Go for the stock, but don't go for you know you don't want to go too much before yeah. ever meeting. What what happened? What happened to the good old days like three or four years ago when you had to like have a conversation on a dating app? Well, there's a problem now because it's we're in a three bears situation right now. Too hot, too cold, just yeah. right. Because there's girls on there saying I'm not looking for pen pals, so they're just saying let's just go on a date right away. Mm-hmm. But that's stupid. I don't want to go on a date with someone I haven't had any rapport with. I don't want to waste my night. But then there's a lot of people that are going too long. They're rapporting the crap out of this girl. And she's like, what are we doing? We haven't even gone on a date. So you got to find that center balance. And I think anybody that's on there saying, I'm I'm done with these conversations. Why don't you take... Like, I've had girls just write me, so when's our first date? 
And I'm like, hold on, when's our first fucking joke? Mm, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I think yeah. a lot of guys don't like that. And I know what she's why she's doing it. She's sick of conversations that go nowhere. But you're in a bar of a thousand single people on those apps. Think of it as a bar. If you went up to someone and was like, so where's my drink? They're going to be like, whoa, why would I buy you a fucking drink? I don't know what's going on here. But if you went up to someone and you just say, hey, what's up? And the conversation, all those conversations, they could go nowhere too. So you have to understand, conversations do go nowhere because you didn't connect. Not because they weren't trying. That person was doing the best to their ability. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Friend zone. Friend zone. Uh. Jared, help. How do I even start this? It's weird. Anyways, I really like this guy. <laughs> And oh, it's a uh, a chick email. I really like this guy, and the liking is mutual. But I have a strong feeling that he doesn't want to pursue me because he's my brother-in-law's best friend first, and he doesn't want to start any trouble. Brother-in-law, so her sister's husband's best friend. Physical attraction is obviously there. We're both on each other's levels, and I've known him for almost 10 years. I'm 24. He's 27, 28. I'm 75% sure he's my human, and we just click. Hmm. He's always been in and out of bad relationships, but now the timing is great, and we're both single. We talk here and there on Snap and Instagram, but the real fun happens when we're together, but never alone. I've never really texted him. We recently tailgated together for a big time, uh, big game in L.A. We attended the same university for grad school. I saw him, went in for a hug, the perfect hug. Ooh. Oh, that just got me hot. Um, and he told me to stay. I told my two girlfriends to hang around, too. He never left my side, always had his arm around me, and was very attentive. I even saw him peeing when a guy uh, saw him peeping. When a guy started flirting with me and when he walked away from the bathroom, he keeps convo limited when it becomes too friendly. I have no idea how to get this on the romantic level. Maybe you can help. I heard you're on your uh, I heard you're a love guru now. Don't tell me to ask him out first. I won't. What do you think, Mr. Bergman? The great fantastic.co on Instagram. Go follow him, go support him, go buy one. JTrain15 is the code to get you some buckaroos. What do you think? It's a great segue. I mean, give him a pair of 100% Terry Cotton sweatpants overalls. Got you, got you a gift. <laughs> uh, why don't you hug me in those yeah. sweatpants overalls? You can feel everything in those. Uh, man, I feel like this was. I feel like I've seen a, a comedy sketch involving this exact scenario. Okay. And the guy ends up being gay or something. Like he's been in bad relationships and there's chemistry, but he hasn't made a move and he's older. What is going on? But also on the here? brother-in-law. I, it is a the brother-in-law best friend thing. That's too loose a thing. Like that doesn't really ruin this guy. Like if you guys, I'm trying to think. Like if you guys went wrong, that wouldn't ruin his relationship with his buddy, would it? I, I mean, it, how it, wrong could it go? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Like if, if if you've known this guy for ten years, and you're having these feelings about him, then going wrong. Mm, probably means there's just not a connection, which is fine. If going wrong is this guy, like they let's say they start dating and then he and then he cheats on her like that, yeah, that'll that'll provide some tension. Sure. But it's it sounds like he's a he's a decent guy. If I'm her, the biggest mistake she made is she went to this tailgate and they didn't leave together. They should have I think traveling is very important to hooking up. So for her she went to the tailgate. They needed to go to another bar afterwards. We'll, hey, we're going to go to this place. Do you want to come? That's a, an, a, And if they go, that's them saying, yes, they trust you. They trust being with you away from where, the, where, where all the, you know, the comfort is. And they don't mind going with you. So she needs to travel with this guy. And, and what she said, don't tell me to ask him out. I won't do that. That's fine, but th but if you were with your friends and they were, the friends were like, hey, we're going to – you could have said, hey, my friends want to go to this other bar after the tailgate. Do you want to come? Now that's your chance that he's saying yes to you. You know, you're, you're going and getting away from the group that might worry him the most. You know, that group where all the brother-in-law and all the people that are going to report 
to his best friend that, hey, he was getting handsy. And also, everyone at that tailgate probably saw this. That's a great point. But I They've will- already, the first step, I think, is already there. The fact that his arm was around her at the tailgate. I agree. I wonder, though, let's say, we, let's say she successfully gets them to a bar. Sure. Where they don't know anyone else there. Now but, you're on the date. Now you're on the date, but is she trying to psychoanalyze this this amazing listener? Uh, <laughs> is she is she gonna make the first move? If this guy hasn't yet, are they just gonna stand there? Is she gonna who who's kissing who? Because I don't know if she doesn't want to ask him on a date. Does she have the the gumption? Doesn't sound like it. She said, "Don't tell me to ask him out first. I won't." I think she needs to do more texting, less Instagram, less Snapchat. I think when you interact over Instagram and social media, there's a you're you're a level below texting. Because I get girl, you know, if I get a DM from a girl, what's happening a lot, you know, girls write, so when's our first drinks? No, you DM me. No, no drinks. Come meet me out. Let's make this casual. Cause you you got in touch with me casually. So what they're doing, they're doing a lot of talk casually over these apps because they're probably, you know, you as a guy, we play blissful naivete a lot, okay? We play the bliss, oh, I didn't even know. Because guys, when you respond to our Instagram stories, we could just go, oh, she just responds to my Instagram stories. That's not you saying, taking a chance to be like, hey, I just want to say what's up. That's you being triggered into saying what's up because of some story that you liked. So guys can put it off as like, yeah, I'm just playing it cool. And then he could play it so cool that all you guys do is get in touch over Instagram so then you trust him enough to go meet for a late night hookup. So he could be playing that game. I think what she needs to do is she's got to start texting him. And she's got to be and checking in. Hey, And you can make it about the Instagram story you saw, but make it so you're not doing it over the app. And then what you need to do is you got to go back to the tailgate and travel. I think... She said that there, this, it seems like this tailgate happens a lot. It does. Yeah, traveling, I like that. Or what about taking a play out of the either middle school or high school playbook, telling I know where you're going. Telling her friend who tells the yeah. guy who's the who's friends with him and then cuz that I mean feel it out. Exactly. And then and then if he's a good guy, he's like, "Hey buddy, did you know that Amy?" That's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, the travel thing I'm going to take back. Here's the advice. You're right. You go. She said it's her brother-in-law's best friend. Okay. You go to your sister. Yeah. You say to your sister, hey, I'm, I, I'm really connecting with that guy, uh, with bro-in-law's best friend. Put the word in. Let him know. And then that's up to him at that point. Because you get somebody that says, hey, so-and-so thinks you're cute. She's... She's uh, that's the that's the smoke signals. That that is the best layup in the game. It's the best layup, and the guy looks and he goes and you got to put because when you go through the sister and what you need to tell your sister and the best fix up people are the people that don't give a shit. So you have to go to your sister and be like, listen, I'm into this guy. Um, can you put the word to your husband to put the word to his best friend that I'm down? But please, as you tell him that I'm down, please let you uh, let him know that you guys. Don't care if this doesn't work out. You need to let him know that. So you go to your sister, you go, listen, if I get, if this doesn't work out, we'll be fine. The whole crew is going to stay intact. I promise you as your sister, I'm not going to blow up your husband's best friend relationship. I, I'm aware of how weird this could be. And you go to the sister, you say, but I need you to let him know that in your own way without letting him know that I've spelled this out for you. And you say, my my sister wants to hang out with you. And at that point, it's a yes or a no. There's no maybe. He either makes the date or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, you can't be offended because, listen, you're not asking him out. You, you already said you didn't want to be the one asking out. You're not doing it. You're floating over to him a message from Mother Russia to get it to the U.S. <laughs> to let them know, hey, we can have a you you can be the man in this situation. And he either is or he isn't. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. My good friend Kyle Bergman, the great fantastic, great fantastic.co on Instagram. Go follow J Train15. I got a couple other announcements. Right now, it's a Friday. If you're in the Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, and you're near Mohegan Sun, 
I'm going to be at Comics Mohegan Sun tonight and tomorrow. Three shows. They said the first, the eight on Friday, the eight on Saturday uh, are selling pretty quick. Um, The 10 on Saturday, we need some help. And that's when the fun starts. So come to the the late Saturday show or come to any of them. Go to Mohegan Sun, uh, Comics Mohegan Sun. Also, December 16th, I'm going to be at Side Splitters in Tampa and uh, Patreon. I love Patreon. Oh, and patreon.com slash Jared Freed. One buck a month gets you videos, blogs. Uh, It's great. Five bucks a month gets you an extra podcast. Uh, Ten bucks personal advice. Twenty bucks uh, Tinder Bumble makeovers. Also, if you're a one dollar member, you get you get your admission with a guest to the live J Train podcast. December fourth is free of charge. December fourth, Monday, December fourth, live J Train podcast. We already booked one guest, uh, and they're going to be great. Very excited about that one guest. Let's go to the emails. Teachers and happy hours. Let's do submarining. Admiral J Train, I'm looking for some nautical advice. Lately, I've noticed that I've been, I'm being submarined by a girl, by girls on Bumble. I'll match with a cute girl on Bumble. We'll have a few back and forth messages, but before I can pull the trigger and ask her out, she goes cold and stops responding. Mm. Then weeks or even months later, she will message me again with a BS message like, sorry for the late reply, or sorry I've been super busy. Oh, Obviously, I'm not very high on these girls' batting order. Is it worth pl- replying? Should I get on, uh, just get on board the submarine, or should I let it sink? What do you think? We've all been there. Listen, what you have to understand, if you're on these apps and you're talking with someone, they're swiping while they're talking with you. So every time they open the app, just naturally, humanly, your human instinct, swipe, 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 and I'll respond. Swipe, 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 and I'll respond. So think of it as being in a bar. Let's bring it back to that uh, that old thing where this Bumble's a bar, Tinder's a bar, and you're talking to a hot chick. And then all of a sudden, another hot chick walks by. While you're talking to this hot chick, you're looking. That's that's the reality. We have to get re- – don't complain that it's raining and uh, when you don't have an umbrella. This is the, this is the reality of the moment. So – you have to understand, fair uh, sir, that if they're coming back to you and you're into it, yeah, fucking sign up. Be You have to be ever on these apps and uh, with dating. If you're negative, get the fuck out. And it, I'm not saying don't, you know, commiserate. That's fun. That's hot. You know, finding love and hate is a great thing. Oh, you hate that? I hate that. That's fine. But don't be negative about the reality of the situation. So if a girl comes back to you and you write, oh, really busy, huh? Who wants to fucking date you? Yeah, she saw better looking guys than you. Fucking thought that those were going to work out. She realized that she's a six. And she looked at you and goes, oh, you're a six too. Exactly. I'll come back to you. So I, I think the, the, the moral of the story is when you get these messages, they're like, oh, it's been a while. And you do think that the girl's cute and you think that there's something there. Uh, I would go to this guy. It has been a while. You going out tonight? I, I would put him at that, put him at that, uh, put the rush on it. Love it. That's what you go back with. Are you going out tonight? And you be ready to go out that night. And fucking, then it becomes an adventure. Girls want adventures. They write it in all their profiles. Every profile. I'm looking <laughs> for an adventure. The adventure they want is for a guy to come in and be like, yeah, I'll go out tonight. Your Wednesday just became a Friday. Let's get down. J Train, you got something? Well, I, where do you, so I love that. And I agree completely. That's the move. That's the move. Because they, what, zigging while zagging. You go on finance, I'm going to Bloomingdale's. So I'm saying to these girls, <laughs> you know, when, yeah. when these guys or girls, if someone's popping back up, don't get offended. Be the fucking the awesome adventure that they want. Because if you come back with, oh, really? So how's your weekend going? That's what they, they didn't come back for that. They came back to give you another chance to be the thing that gets them out of this rotation. So if a a girl comes back, you know, the age old adage, like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I think in this situation, fool me twice, 
Shame on you. So you you have a second time. If the yeah. girl, so you she can come back. She thought of you enough. Yes. To say, oh, that guy was kind of cool. I, I I can't believe we never went out. That's really what she's saying. Exactly. She's not saying, I guess I'll go with that fat loser. That's not the normal thing. We're all ten percent away from each other. So her thought is, that guy was kind of cute. It's more positive than people because now all these names they're all shrouded in disappointment. Submarining, zombieing, ghosting. Let's look at it more positively. No, ever, people are acting. They want to eat, fuck, and live. Okay, they don't really beyond that. You know, the, your human instincts aren't to be miserable and an asshole. So no one's coming back to talk to you to be like, yeah, I guess I'm the loser who has to go back to this loser. What they're doing is, and I said it before, they're like, oh, I'm a six. They're not saying that. They're more, po- everyone's more a narcissist than we want to believe. They're saying, oh, that guy was actually not horrible. I'm going to go back. And then the move on that always, because I also think that a girl or a guy is more likely to hook up and be fun on that, yeah, I'm going out tonight. Are you in? Oh, absolutely. Right? Tuesday night. Don't be a pussy. I would write that. Don't be a pussy. Come on tonight. Boom. Calling a chick a pussy? Are you kidding me? That's funny. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. High school crush newly single. Ooh, this guy just waiting in the weeds. Love this. What's up, Jew Hefner? (laughs) That's a new one. A girl I had a huge thing for back in high school and still hang out with occasionally just split up with her longtime boyfriend, who I went to high school with, but we weren't really friends despite me being friends with his girlfriend. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> He's like, that thirsty dude keeps hanging around you because he wants to fuck you. My question is, what's the move? We both used to be into each other in high school. No, you weren't. Yeah. You were into her, and she got a boyfriend. <laughs> but nothing ever materialized. When we hang out today, we get along very well. How do I approach a situation with beer being new, newly single? Is there a waiting period after someone splits up, especially with a longtime significant other, and without seeming like a total asshole? Shout out to classic Shelb. How are those them lips shellfish? What's that? That is ever. That is ever. <laughs> you do got some great lips. Uh, so what do we think? I, I think the the play here. And it's gonna take some willpower, but if he can get, if he can get this friend, who they have a mutual affection for. If he can get her in a situation where they're both drinking, and then he gets her to a point where she's inebriated, and see what happens. It could. It be, <laughs> that but, sounded very. Uh, that, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that advice. While while I agree with it, in these in these trying times for you know <laughs> sexual harassment. And things oh. of that nature that that get her inebriated and then see what happens. You know what? Get her a pair of sweatpants overalls. Yeah, yeah. Train fifteen on GreatFantastic.co. Uh, <laughs> I, I I hear what you're saying. What I'm gonna say to this guy is they all everyone knows. As much as he thinks she doesn't know he's in there, everyone knows. I don't think there's a waiting period. I think there's a waiting period for you. I think if you come on too strong too soon. Her immediate, she already knows that you've had a thing for her. I I have to assume. Because you've been hanging around. And if she doesn't know, she thinks you are such a good friend that she could never see you in that light. It's one or the other. That that always fascinated me. Like a a girl having like a really good heterosexual friend. They exist. I've 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 seen them in in I've got tons I've got tons of girls that I'm like straight up friends with and there's always a reason. Yes. You know, and and I don't mean that as like I'm just saying I've never met someone in the elevator and been like, "Oh, I want to play video games with this girl." You know, like it's just not the way it works. I either knew their boyfriend or I knew uh, – and and sex was always out the window or I knew them since birth or they were my fr- – you know, they're good friends with a good friend of mine and we just became friends. You know, there's never – there's never – I don't know how we met. It's never that way. Yeah. Did comedy together. You know, there's a, there's a commonality. I would say to this guy, you need to step away to come back in. 
So with high school girl, you need to say you got to kind of like you know bow away from her a little bit. And the next time you're out with friends, you got to say, "Hey, I'm out with some friends. We're all hanging out. You should come with some friends." Because I think for her, the excuse is always going to be, "We're either too good of friends, or I just got out of a relationship." That's what she's going to lean on for anyone she doesn't really see it with. You need to have her see you as a formidable partner. And it doesn't come through you saying, I've been in love with you for years. That's not how it goes down. What it, what it goes down is, is she needs to see you out in the wild being a fun, interesting party for her to get with. Does that make sense? I love it. Right? Yeah. So you need her to see you as an option, not as the shoulder to cry on. And I don't think there's an amount of time. I think, you know, being, a, you know, if you, I just think that you need, right now she's going to say, I want to be single, I want to have fun. And you need to be that fun person. I wonder, I wonder why she broke up with the dude. I mean, is there things that this guy doesn't know about her? Maybe she like, maybe she wipes from the front or something. <laughs> I, I think, you know, relationships end. And the fact that the boyfriend was never friends with him and he still hung out with the girl, the boyfriend's also been talking shit about you for years. He thinks you're the worst. He, he, he's been telling her, that guy wants to fuck you. So she's been hearing about it. So if you come in with sob story, I've been in love with you, it's not going to work out like it works out in the movies. You need to step away and show her and show, the, you know, show her that the, the ex was somewhat wrong. You had other shit going on. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Everything is perfect, dot, 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 but the sex. Ooh. Papa JT, let me feather your nuts by saying you're doing great things with the podcast. You've always helped me with my emails that I've sent. To, uh, oh, this is a repeat email. I've been following your advice with my new girlfriends work perfectly. We were just about six months in, and everything's perfect except the sex. She has only been with one other guy, and she hasn't been had much experience, which I'm totally cool with. She relies on me to, puts in quotes, teach her. And honestly, it's a lot of pressure. I know some guys will say that, oh, quit being a pussy. But I have heard her say things like, oh, sticking a finger in a boy's butt is gross. I like, I like, the, I like that this <laughs> podcast is the official place to openly talk about how you want a finger in the butt. Uh, that makes me nervous because your boy is into it. <laughs> Trust me, guys, it's fucking great. <laughs> but how do I get over the nervousness of being the teacher and trying to get her out of missionary-only ways? Thanks again, boss. Keep doing great things. What do you think? Uh, you ever been in this situation? I Similar situations. I didn't know it was going to go that way. And... What I would recommend, I mean, when, when you have a beginner basketball player, what do you do? You, you show them video of the greats playing. Ah. I guess some porn involved in the relationship. Yeah. Fundamentals. Yeah. I think you, uh, I think he's got to also go slow with this. You, you know, don't just yell out, throw a finger in my butt. Yeah, Cause that's, that, that's a, you know, that's tough. If what I would say to him six months in, totally normal you still have some ways to go to be comfortable around each other and and this is fine i think if you're trying to get more sexual with a girl the best time is when you've just already had sex you got to get out I, I i think you can't do it like what, what i mean by that is i it's not gonna be the you know the first time of the night it's gotta be like sunday morning you're touching places that you don't normally touch. And it's got to be like post-sex sex is the best sex. Because all the shit is out. Your nervousness about lasting a long time is done because you just did it. Uh, her nervousness about you touching her body in ways is is done because you've already done... You know, there's already been this agreement that we both want to have sex with each other. And you, you know... Like, I have this, this is a fun thing. I like, you know, you'll be in bed with a girl on a Sunday morning. And she, I like when your genitals become her, like, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. I can't wait. This is, <laughs> I like when a girl plays with 
your genitals as if she's never seen genitals before. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So like she's like touching the balls like Play-Doh, stretching out the skin. Like, you know, she go ahead. Take a dance around the area that's not yours. Really, really look at them. Look at them. But that's the thing. When you're comfortable enough with a girl or guy where they're just looking at a part of your body being like, this is fun. What, do you, what is this? Like, And really digging in. Does this make sense to everyone in this room? Because I, I know it sounds a little crazy. But you have these post, post-sex moments where you're comfortable enough with each other where – a ball isn't a sexualized ball anymore. So she's just playing with it. And she's like, I don't know. It's so weird. You know, she'll say something like that. I, I can't imagine walking around with these things. Like, th- these are the conversations that I've had before. And I'll make jokes about it. I'll be like, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and, and you start joking around about it. I think these conversations are, are so not sexual that they get you to a more comfortable place together to be more sexual. Absolutely. If this elongated rant makes any sense to anyone at all. I think it makes sense. I think you want non-sexual, you want your body to be non-sexual to them, that they're comfortable enough making your body the playground for them. You want them to know the crevices, the nooks and crannies of your body so that later when you do have sex again, they don't have these hangups because they're like, I've just played with their ball for an hour. Why would I care about a finger in the butt? Also, the road to finger in the butt is through their butt, not your butt. Mm. And here's what I mean. You got to start peekabooing during going down to a taint lick and then to no man's land. And just see how they react. See how it goes. And I'm not saying, I'm saying it's while in the act, just see... Because you want them to react like it's a uh, surprise birthday party. So, you, like, you know, if I'm going down on a girl and I go to the tank, you want her to, like, back up a little. Like, oh, oh whoa, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then you want, so, like, when you when someone walks into their surprise birthday party, they go, whoa, whoa, hey. You know? So you want that similar reaction to you. Because she might feel gross doing it. Only because she assumes you think it's gross. So you need to be the, the open one. And it's got to be slow. This is going to take time. I'm not saying fucking just jump down there and start, start eating ice cream cones. No. Mm. Starts with a tank. Butthole. Now, you know, two years later, she's throwing digits. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I agree. There's, there's also, I mean, depending on the relationship here, there's also something to be said about this guy just being like, hey, uh, when you do this, it, it feels really good. And, yeah. and and then she, I mean, if she's like, there, there's a lot of <coughs> a lot of girls who just want to please their partner. Mm-hmm. And if he's like... And guys too. This yeah. Is both oh, sides. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, there, there is a, an opportunity, missionary, she's lying on her back. Mm. And if she, if you just place one of her hands like on your on your right butt cheek to begin... And you're like, oh, and and then and then you know you you get it a little closer, and and then she, if he, I think what you said is perfect. Through her to him, through her to him, offering a different alternative. If this guy is like, you know what, if I if I tell her this is this makes me feel good, maybe he'll get there. But I think I and back to that advice. I think it happens in those post-sexual moments that feel almost not sexual. Yeah. And it's like you're hanging in bed, you're naked together, you start talking, you say you you know off-color comments like oh man, I love your vagina. That's a weird thing to say, but it gets you talking. It's a classic statement too. It's, it's a good just, statement. It's, it's, ah, it's just a great vagina. Yeah. Like that jokey thing is so much fun. Let's do one more email. Let's do it. I'm enjoying myself and plus it's a uh it's a service man. So I, I love the servicemen and women that listen to this podcast. We got them all over the great globe, and they're amazing, and they send me Snapchats all the time, and they're so cool. But we're here with Kyle Bergman, the greatfantastic.co on Instagram. Go follow it, support it. Go check out the overalls. They're amazing, so comfortable. Um, JTrain15 will get, you, get yourself a discount. Hey, JTrain, I'm in the Marine Corps serving a deployment in Asia for six months. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you. Right before I left the U.S., my girlfriend of seven months and I decided it was smarter to put things on hold for six months. It was mainly her idea, saying she needs to focus on med school and working. I agreed that was smarter, but still wish we didn't do it. We ended things on a good page and still feel comfortable talking to each other, but don't talk much because we do, both agreed we wouldn't, we wouldn't as much. I really want to get back together with her uh, either now or when I get back to the U.S. Should I plan? Uh, should I get a plan down to follow when I'm gone, like texting her on holidays or maybe send her some something I know she'll like from over here? I don't know what to do and would really appreciate your feedback. Love the podcast. Been listening for about three, year, three years now. Keep doing you. What do you think? Do we know how far is he into the deployment? Um, we, we don't know. Uh, in Asia for six months. He's, okay. So, man, this is tough. I mean, it, a baller move would be like, hey, I want to fly out here for a little bit. And maybe as it gets closer to his return, maybe like a month or a month and a half, two months out, so they can yeah. have like a great little trip. And then it's like, oh, I'm coming back soon, baby. And the, and this is, this yeah. is a preview of what exactly. I Exactly. Like, here, let me show you what I've been doing tell me a little bit about your studies show me like the anatomy classes that you've i you know what i i <laughs> show me your name <laughs> i i it's a tough one because right now and i i hate all this game shit um i'm one of those people that's like hey if you want to get back with her fucking say to her i'm really missing you and i want to get back with you and i i think that's a w route to go I think the other route, um, because you don't want, I think from her perspective, the fact that she said she wanted it changes everything for me that, because, yeah, that. because that's her saying being single right now is easier than being together. And I get that. And so my thing to you is if she said we need this time off during the, during your deployment, that's her saying like. I, I think that's like uh, the dis. It, it wouldn't be hot for her for you to be like, it's so bad out here. I can't do it. You know. I think that there's a like a, a hotter way to go. I think if you, I think you should have fun in Asia. I, I I think you should be introducing yourself to girls. You should lay off of her a little bit. And I think at the end of the trip, I think she's gonna be there whether yes or no. In the same way that if you called her right now like if you called her right now and said hey I, i'm really missing you it's it's crazy tough over here it's gonna be a yes or no answer and it's gonna be a lot it's but from her side it's gonna feel like you tried and failed and came back to her it's not gonna feel like you're achieving her um what i would say to you is i would have fun in asia and then towards the end of the trip i would do what kyle saying you either get her to come out there and say hey Let's have a fun time. I, I've been having a great time out here, but I've you know been thinking about you lately, and I think you coming out here would be the best time on one of my leaves or one of my you know my breaks if that's even possible. Or towards the end of the trip, you say, "Hey, I've had a really good time, but I've been thinking about you a lot." And I and I would wait it out and have a fun time because I think right now he's like because the inter I would stop texting with her. I, I would you know right now with this like intermediate te texting bullshit. He's just diving back into her and looking down at his phone instead of looking up at all these hot Asian women. Yeah. And I think he's got to give himself the opportunity to have a fun time out there, even though it's work, even though he's probably got a lot of hours to do out there. When you get off time, go out and meet people. Go out and try and, you know, find these girls. And then at the end of the trip, you can reevaluate. And I think then you can come back to her and say, hey, I've had a really great time, but you've been on my mind a lot. I, I mean, and also... When you're out there, like you know, you don't even have to tear it up necessarily. But if you're if you're talking to other women, you're having a good time, you're developing relationships. There's, she, and you stay in touch with her. She's gonna sense that w women are are so perceptive, and they'll sense that you're like not thinking about them every second, even if it's in the tone that you're talking to them. And so, like, I mean, maybe if it's getting a new room massage, which I highly recommend, okay, or something similar, <laughs> just to just to relax a little bit and take your mind off of her. I mean, it's, I mean, she's going to. What is it, a new room massage? A new room massage is where, in my experience, it's been a woman will get completely naked, rub herself in baby oil. Really? And then give you a massage with her body. Basically just 
a slip and slide, using your body as a slip and slide. Love it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he's got to take his mind off of the girl. Yeah. And I think he's doing that because right now he's at work. There's no chicks there. But he's got to make more of an effort on enjoying this time. But know that she's going to be there. I don't think, I think what he's worried about is losing her while he's away. You can't control that. Yeah. You can only control you. So when you come back after you've had fun, you might say to yourself, hey, I actually had so much fun that I want to stay single. But you got to give yourself that chance. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. Kyle Bergman, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. The great fantastic.co. Go check it out on Instagram, JTrain15 to get 15% off. Uh, it's Black Friday, so go check it out. I'm Jared Freed, uh, JTrain56 on Twitter and Snap, at Jared Freed on Instagram. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Also, just want to re- reiterate how thankful I am for all the comics come home people and being on that show was such an amazing experience. And uh, we'll be back next episode. Boom.